You're listening to Talking Credit Unions with Chris Smith. This is edition number nine. These podcasts aim to communicate topics of interest from the world of credit unions, targeted at managers, directors, volunteers and other activists within the world of credit unions. Now, I'm a long-term supporter of credit unions and I've served on the board of directors of several credit unions. Credit unions have always shared best practice amongst each other and my aim is to continue that tradition for the commonwealth of us all. This is a not-for-profit venture and my time is donated pro bono. I am constantly on the lookout for stories and topics of interest to credit unions, especially, but not exclusively, in the UK and Ireland. A contribution to my costs has been made by the Centre for Community Finance Europe, CFCFE, and I work with them for additional distribution and inspiration. You can contact me, Chris Smith, and my email address is all one word, smithowls, S-M-I-T-H-O-W-L-S, smithowls at gmail.com. This edition asks how prepared are credit unions for the possible employment issues that the pandemic has forced onto their businesses. Now, some of the changes may be positive and some may be relatively painless. However, changing a workforce to suit the new circumstances or restructuring, as it's called, is always a challenge and there's clearly good ways to do it and probably a lot of pitfalls to avoid. So in this podcast, we'll hear from credit union leaders, professionals and practitioners that have experienced considerable workforce change in their credit union careers. Also in this edition, you'll hear from Marlene Shields, the Chief Executive Officer at Capital Credit Union in Scotland, Christine Moore, Chief Executive Officer at Manchester Credit Union, and also Robert Kelly, Chief Exec from the Trade Association ABCO, and I'm really pleased to say that we have Jan Coverley, who's probably the foremost expert on credit union human resources practices in the UK, and she's with us today. One in three UK employers expects to make staff redundant between July and September, according to research by the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development, the CIPD. And it shows a 50% jump in the number of employers expecting to cut jobs compared to three months ago. And in the private sector, 38% of firms plan to make redundancies compared to 16% in the public sector. There have been increasing number of job cuts as the coronavirus pandemic wiped more than a quarter off the UK economic output. Now, Robert Kelly has the experience of working as a leader in both the credit union and also in the trade association for credit unions. And I put it to Robert, who is actually the chief exec of UK's largest trade association, ABCOR, that surely credit unions are not immune to the difficulties seen across these other sectors. I, th- I think the point that you make is is, is so topical and, and, and undoubtedly will be influenced by uh, ongoing issues around covid Right at the start, I would say that we don't necessarily know the full impact yet, uh, but nonetheless, credit unions should be looking at all of the difficult choices that they're going to potentially have to make and start to plan ahead as quickly as possible. Uh, I think I think the difficulty will be uh, making sure that we retain that balance of 
progressive membership service? You know, how do we, but probably factoring in the the way that members might, credit unions members might react and interact with their, their credit union going forward. And, and it might be restructuring in terms of the branch network that credit unions have. It might be in terms of the staff roles. For some credit unions, I think they may potentially need to lose people to, to, to survive if they are, if they're working on a, a smaller a smaller income level and those are all really difficult choices for any organization to make i don't think our sector will be immune and and we have to recognize that and and probably face up to it in a really honest way uh, and you can only you can see the volume of job losses right throughout the country and the, the reality is that may only get worse as the furlough process ends and the use of uh, taking advice from hr advisors and hr consultants is that something that you would condone Credit unions should always try and find expert advice if you don't have it on your uh, within your staff team or or your uh, your board level. So I would always encourage credit unions to take the right steps and to make sure that you you do the appropriate consultation. Uh, you make that as transparent as possible. We are we are talking to a HR uh, specialist to try and extend that service across the wider Abco membership if they would like to do that. Uh, so our member credit unions not only we've been talking about this for a while. Not only in relation to COVID, but you know, it might it might be more relevant or more timely for some credit unions. So, I would expect that by the the start of the new financial year, uh, that Abco will be launching just in, in advance of that a new partnership model that, that credit unions could take advantage of, uh, and there'll be more details to follow. But we do, we've all, we always saw it as a priority to fill that gap. Uh, perhaps it's just more timely now, given the process we're going through in terms of COVID. And thanks to Robert Kelly from Abcom. Now, using external advisors on human resources issues and restructuring is no longer unusual for most small and medium-sized businesses. And yet, I guess the cost of having an outsider involved in your business or your credit union is sometimes a little sensitive and also probably a bit daunting in terms of costs. And that prompted me to ask an expert for their view. Now, Jan Coverley has been working as an HR consultant to many UK credit unions for over 13 years. And as a result of the COVID-19, many credit unions have some tough decisions ahead of them, um, certainly for their workforces. I started by asking Jan, have credit unions become more proficient over the last 13 years that you've seen in the area of their human resource management? It's varied. I think it depends a lot about the size of the credit union. And when I say size, I don't necessarily mean membership, actually. From an HR perspective, I mean size, volume of staff, the number of people that are employed there. It depends on the ability of the credit union manager or CEO who's managing that credit union because um, there are some people that are naturally aligned with people and there are some people that have to work a little bit harder at it you know that doesn't necessarily come naturally I'm pleased to say that over those 13 years things have changed you know albeit we still get our challenges and we still have some issues where maybe managers have thought you know what I'm going to do it this way because this is the right thing to do for the credit union but actually they're that focused on doing that that sometimes they fall by the wayside when it comes to the right procedure or the legislation and therefore we still do get involved after the event which isn't always um, an easy situation to be and we end up kind of trying to work around that for the credit union and for the employee as well. But I'm pleased to say nowadays, most people who we've worked with now for several years think, oh, 
I'd like to do that, but actually that might not quite be the right thing to do. So what I'll do is I'll give Jana or I'll give HR Solutions a ring and I'll just check it out. And we can then go, yep, fantastic. That's exactly the right thing to do. Or no, there is a procedure there. There is legislation around that. We need to do that properly. We need to make sure that we've done it in a way that doesn't cause you any claims or any conflict or any comeback in the future. And we just kind of try and put them on the straight and narrow because we're all working in a critical mass for the success of the credit union. And that's amazing. And you don't want to lose that, Chris. But at the same time, because legislation is quite prevalent now in the UK around HR, more so, you know, with the European legislation that's come through in in the last 13 years, you know, 13 years ago, legislation was very different to what it is now. And we have to be mindful about people's European and human rights. And, you know, so... So you've got to be aware of all of that. And people are more savvy these days. You know, people who've been out there working, there's much more information on social media. There's more in the press around people and their rights and what they're entitled to. So everybody's aware. It's on everybody's radar. I spoke to Christine Moore, Chief Executive Officer at Manchester Credit Union, about restructuring. Manchester Credit Union has 22 employees and over 30,000 members And Christine's seen quite some changes over the years, so she was their first actual employee. Now, quite some time ago, she organised a complete restructuring of the credit union workforce to meet the changing needs of the members. And I put it to Christine that it sounds as if she looked at what the credit union needed and started with a new structure on a blank sheet of paper. We decided to look at what do we need going forward? So we did almost start from the blank sheet of paper, decided on the structure we needed and then slotted existing staff into that structure. And then inevitably that meant that some people had to, some people fell out of the structure and had to reapply for other jobs uh, and other people just slotted straight in. For example, the customer service staff, they still, mostly they remained in place. It was more the structure of the, of the senior management team and the introduction of of new roles like business development roles. I would say we felt the benefit more or less straight away after after it was implemented. We already had one new post in place, which was the chief operating officer. And because we'd put that in place before we implemented the the review, that meant that um, I had the support going forward to get the review done and um you know make the whole thing more positive really before it felt like i was the only one who i took responsibility for everything and nobody else did whereas now we've got clear lines of responsibility and people are actually taking responsibility for their own section the more i spoke with christine the more it became apparent that christine was really enjoying her new role and that she was really enjoying the fact that the credit union was restructured in such a way that she had better control and better management of the actual business. Oh, I, I can't tell you how much I'm enjoying it because, um, well, A, having a deputy who's really effective and who you can rely on to get things done is fantastic. And also removing, um, it was quite a painful process because we had to make two people redundant. We also then employed four new staff. So we've got new people in the credit union are really enthusiastic but also we've got rid of some of those blocks to progress because there was a couple of real people who sort of say they didn't want to do things but just didn't do them you know and sort of passively blocked progress really as it were so i have to say i'm really enjoying it again now because i can concentrate on the development stuff without having to worry about is such a thing getting done you know is that getting done because i know 
that those people who are now in post are taking full responsibility for doing those. But the main reason it, 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 it worked was because we employed Jan at HR Solutions to do it. I wouldn't have even contemplated embarking on it without Jan's help and advice. And she was fantastic throughout the whole process. She guided us every step of the way. You know, she was always on call to ask questions. If we anything I was unsure about and we went over and over everything to make sure we were doing the process totally legally and fairly for everybody so nobody could complain really that we hadn't done it properly but Jan insisted throughout that even if they did want to go down that route we'd done everything exactly as we should have done so there wouldn't be any grounds for any tribunal. And I think the, the one of the great things about the review was that we were able to promote, quite significantly promote, a couple of staff who were really, really, you know, keen, enthusiastic and had worked really, really hard. And I think by doing that, that's shown to other people that if you do have that kind of credit union ethos, that it will help, it will get you somewhere. It's not just turning up to work and do your own job. It's about more than that. And a big thanks to... Christine Moore, Chief Exec at Manchester Credit Union. Now, our next guest on the podcast is the well-known Marlene Shields, OBE, and founder of the now well-regarded DE programme in the UK and successful Chief Executive Officer of Capital Credit Union in Edinburgh. Now, Marlene has a wealth of knowledge and has a high regard for people management and leadership in credit unions. And Capital Credit Union has approaching assets of £35 million and over 20,000 members and 24 employees. So I started by asking Marlene, is the use of external human resources expertise a luxury or a necessity for credit unions? Yeah, it's a really good question, Chris, actually. And when, when I read it, um, you know, there is a story to be told there. Human resources is a specialist function. It's a heavily, heavily regulated function as well, of course, because there's a lot of employment law around um, and particularly European employment law. At Capital Credit Union, we recognised very early on that we're not going to have all of the specialist expertise that we're going to need on a day to day basis. And what happens then, it often falls to the chief executive to be the jack of all trades and to have a little knowledge about everything. And employment law is one of those. But very early on, we took an approach where we're going to buy in the expertise that we need and, and in a way that works for Capital Credit Union. And the two areas that we started with were human resources and internal audit. And as far as human resources are concerned, um, we have employment law advisors um, that we've been contracting with for almost 20 years now. And I will tell you, it's really, really cost effective. I'm talking about hundreds of pounds per month, not thousands. Now, if I was to have to employ an HR specialist, an HR manager, I could be looking at £30,000 a year. I'm talking about hundreds of pounds a month to contract with a professional body that gives me 24-7 access to employment lawyers. It helps me with policies. It helps me with new legislation that comes down the pipe. I'm always ahead of the game because they make sure that we're aware of what's coming down the pipe. So I would encourage any credit union to look at contracting. And there's lots of these firms up and down the country, from very large firms to very local small firms. 
but to use your resources wisely and contract and outsource where it makes sense to the credit union and it makes sense to us to have that expertise but have it when we require it not someone sitting at an office um, dealing with 24 people that you know it's not gainfully employing them all of the time and you're not necessarily getting someone who is completely connected to all of the different parts of employment law whether it's and payroll, whether it's tribunals, whether it's policies. So for us, it's a no-brainer. We outsource that particular expertise. I have enough as the chief executive, as do my senior management team on a day-to-day basis. But the minute we come to anything tricky, and let's face it, the last couple of months with furloughing people and the different rules around furlough, and you know, just trying to get your head around all of that, well, we were getting daily briefings from our employment law specialists. So therefore, we didn't have to spend time doing that. So for us, as I say, it's a bit of a no-brainer. It's value for money. You get the expertise as and when you need it. And it allows us to get on with the job of running the credit union on a day-to-day basis. Thanks, Marlene, for sharing your advice. And indeed, a big thank you to all our contributors, Robert Kelly, Christine Moores, Jan Coverley, and finally Marlene Shields. It seems whether it's growing pains of a relatively young credit union movement or the test of the pandemic, either way, management of credit union human resources is going to require some specialist knowledge somewhere along the line. It's a brave credit union that continues to grow and expand without taking advice from someone on these matters. Trade associations can play a pivotal role in signposting best practice, but in these tough times, great care should be taken with our most valuable asset. Yeah, that's right. The employees. Bye now. You've been listening to Talking Credit Unions with Chris Smith.